I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Let's Do the Right Thing podcast, curated and presented by Adam Hopkinson. Hello and welcome to the LDTRT podcast. A podcast helping you see where industry leaders have started with a new direction and well, done the right thing along the way. Today I'll be talking with Dean Jones and asking specifically about the journey to date and what have been the best and the worst things about it. The first meeting is quite often lots of tears, but the last meeting we have with people is, is always lots of smiles and, and that's, that's an incredible feeling to have. I'm Adam Hopkinson. I'm the host of this podcast and the founder of LDTRT. Let's do the right thing. For those of you who don't know us, we're a specialist consultancy set to transform business by delivering best practice and excellence in the world of digital media. I have a couple of thanks to give straight off the bat. It's been a delight working with RadioWorks to get this project running, and this would not have happened without them, so thank you very much. And I also have to thank James Carey for providing the music. For today's LDTRT podcast, we have Dean Jones, the founder and managing partner of Jones Chase Employment Lawyers, who have a scarily high awareness in media land, down to being there at the right time, understanding media and being able to help when people need it most, the very essence of the right thing. Go on, Dean, give me a number. What's your success rate at the moment? <laughs> Great opening question. Yeah, we've been monitoring this uh, constantly. I think it's around, believe it or not, 99% success rate. What? <laughs> it's genuinely around 99% of the contentious work we do. Um, yeah, we really, really try and get the best results for our clients. It involves a lot of creative thinking, which is linked to the media world as well, actually. And as far as I'm aware, there's only one person out there with a better success rate. There's a guy called Harvey Specter. <laughs> and he's got some really good techniques. Yeah, that, I think we've heard of him. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit elusive. I think I need to get his number, go for a coffee and see if we can hire him. Okay. Done. <laughs> it says an awful lot then that you're able to get resolution so quickly in, in this world at the minute. How, how's it all going? Yeah, it's, it's, it's going fantastically well and setting up the firm's genuinely one of the best things I've ever done in life, apart from learning to play the drums. But um, we're quite lucky, uh, very privileged to be an employment lawyer because every day you're able to have a huge impact on, on people's lives in a very positive way if you do your job properly. And what really drew me to employment law, uh, because it's often thought of as a niche area of law, but in fact, employment law has a huge impact on people's lives because work is such a huge part of people's lives. And the work cycle and employment law covers every element of a person's life from birth, because we get to deal with all of the maternity laws and um, through to early years and parents requesting flexible working and paternity leave, right through to death with things like compassionate leave. We've also got illness, addictions, stress, hopes, dreams, aspirations. It's all bundled up um, into everyone's working lives, which is obviously a huge part of their lives. And then 
our job as employment lawyers is to really give people solutions. Um, quite often at times where they feel there's no hope or they're stuck in an incredibly difficult position. And it's a genuine privilege to be able to help people like that on a daily basis. So you're coming up to five years into your journey now, um, which to me seems rather a fast twist from working for established practices into jumping out and going alone. What, what prompted that? And actually, there's a bigger question to answer as well. That, that what really attracted you to being an employment law practice on your own? What, again, what I really wanted to do was to create something where people are happy. And if people are happy in work, then what we do for our clients, it, it really radiates out to the practice. And uh, much like media, law is a very difficult profession to work in. It's, it's very stressful. You get to deal with all sorts of... In, in, we face incredible challenges every single day. And what my belief was that if we get the firm working right internally, so um, all the staff get 40 days holiday, which is which is generous, I know. But as long as people are happy in work, then what we do really, it's outwards. And we wanted to create a very different a very different vehicle for people who wanted to practice employment law because, again, if people are happy in work, then their lives are much better, their families' lives are better, and the lives of our clients are better because uh, the sort of happiness and the enthusiasm for doing what we do just pervades out of the law firm every single day. So you've just explained why whenever I see you on Facebook, you're always somewhere else. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's great. I do like travelling. Um, you're very well known in media. Um, you've helped a lot of people that I know. Um, is it a deliberate area that you are focusing on or is that just a natural kind of osmosis that that's happening? Yeah, it's the work has sort of gravitated towards us. I think, generally speaking, there's a lot of stress in media and I, I didn't realise this at all until I set the firm up and we had a first sort of media case, really. People work very long hours, there's lots of bullying, there's some particularly terrible managers who seem to get moved around from company to company and create the same problems. And unfortunately, there's some discrimination as well. There's a bit more needs to be done to promote equality. And I think as a law firm, we are we try to be as creative as possible and to give people very creative solutions, hence our success rate is very high. It's difficult. It involves us having to do an awful lot of thinking, a lot of group sessions to work out particularly difficult problems. And it seems to connect well with the world of media. And some of the cases that we've had are... People have just been subjected to just intolerable bullying. And when they come to see us, they, they're very much sort of broken. And it's quite, it's very sad to see. But what gives us huge pleasure then is taking them on the journey to fix their, working, their work situation. And when they come out of the other end, they're generally so happy. And the first meeting is quite often lots of tears. But the last meeting we have where people would sign a settlement agreement, or even when we, we work for companies a lot as well, when you get that solution in place and there's, a, for example, a particularly difficult employee and needs to be managed and some companies and managers just avoid dealing with the problem and it gets worse and worse. But the final meeting that we have with people on a particular project is, is always lots of smiles and, and that's, that's an incredible feeling to have. Do you have a particularly um, favourite case? We genuinely love all the clients that we act for. We act for some fantastic companies, for some, we act for some PLCs all the way down to startups. We act for incredible individuals. All of them have got fantastic stories, and it's a genuine pleasure to be to be part of that. Some of the most significant cases that we've worked on emotionally, I suppose nobody wants to hear about doing a five-hour contract review or drafting a staff handbook. People want to hear about the more complicated cases. And um, we have helped people who have tried to take their own lives at times. It's, it's very sad, and often we get referred 
by other lawyers or other people would, or friends or family would say, please can you help this person out? They're in a terrible place. And often when you, you see them, it feels, they feel that there's absolutely nothing that can be done They're in a, a position of no way forward and absolutely no hope. And it's it's a real privilege and an honour to start that journey with them of recovery. And it begins by giving them a voice where previously they didn't have it. And this, again, applies to companies, startup companies who some of them have just ran out of money and they we don't know how to pay people. Um, and so we've got some incredible stories that we can't share the detail, but a few in particular, we've helped people literally turn their, their lives around. And in the final meeting where things have been resolved and we've seen them, that they're genuinely so happy. And it, it's an absolute honour to be part of that process. And it's, it's a rare gift to be in this position to help people that much. Is there anything that, that we should all be focused on for when we set out on our own journey? What, what are the mistakes that people make that are very easy to overcome? The answer to this question probably doesn't have much to do with employment law, but I think people are generally ruled by fear a lot in life. I think 90 to 95% of people, they allow fear to keep them stuck. I think the, the human brain is a very complicated defense mechanism that instructs you not to put your hand in the fire. But I think the human brain is designed to keep us safe. And what we find with our job is that there's a tremendous amount of people who will put up with being in a job that they desperately hate. They're so unhappy, but fear prevents them from from stepping out of it or doing something or making a change. And I think if you are going to make a change in your life, it is going to feel very uncomfortable and people prefer the security of something that they don't enjoy doing to trying something new. And I think what we see as well is so many cases come across our desk of people who spent 20, 30 years in the job that they don't like, only to be performance managed out of a company or made redundant. And if you're going to fail at a job you hate, you may as well succeed at, or try to succeed in something that you love. So one of the biggest mistakes that people make is to not go for it. And I believe you only have one life. And it's so important to spend your time wisely in doing something that you're deeply in love with. And you should have the confidence to, to, to make that change. What was, the, what was the trigger that gave you the confidence to make exactly that change and go ahead and do it? <laughs> I was sort of pushed into it by circumstances. I'd love to give this incredible story of saying, yes, guys, we're going to do this and it's going to be amazing. I think for anybody else out there who set up a company, it, it always set up in a, a position as far from zen as possible is typically incredibly chaotic there's different circumstances pulling you in different directions and again it was motivated by wanting to do the right thing by the people i work with who are, again we've got a fantastic team and we broke out of another law firm another startup law firm it, it really wasn't working and it got to a certain point where I just thought, okay, we can't do this anymore. And it's always good to give people the truth and the full story. I could give you a very glossy, sanitized version of it, but it did get, it did get to a point where enough was enough. And then we packed the employment team up into taxis, the files, telephones, post-its, pens, that the whole, whole shebang, and then left the office um, with a view to setting up on our own. So we just came across London in a few black cabs and one of my colleagues who shall remain nameless was in the taxi with me. We had all these files and computers and telephones and everything and um, he, he turned to me and said, we're not going to forget this in a hurry, <laughs> which, is, which is true and I haven't. And is that a day that you celebrate? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are having a huge party, uh, which the staff are planning at the moment. Um, I think life's to be celebrated and hitting five years as a startup is, is quite an achievement. It's amazing. It, 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 so you're, you're way past startup stage. You're in keep going phase now. It, yeah, I have to drop that label now, apparently. So we are a niche specialist employment law practice rather than a startup. Fantastic. And do, when typically on their journey, do people start talking to you? Do you, do you get... As businesses are founding themselves, that the people are talking to you about the contracts between each other, or is it usually a distress moment that that people come to you and need your help? Yeah, um, it could be both, and it, it's everything. I said, I think people can invest in getting good legal advice at an early stage, which saves tens of thousands of pounds and stress <laughs> down the line, and that applies for huge companies and it always surprises me that a lot of employers don't invest in having this is very boring sorry but they just don't invest in having a basic employment law contract and we have a fantastic template that i don't know like we charge sort of 750 pounds it's a couple of hours work for but that template will just save countless thousands of pounds when people have to be exited from the business and so yeah we we're involved in the positive things um growing businesses and we also deal uh, work with our clients on their values as well and our advice has to be in accordance with the company's value system otherwise it just doesn't work and that's a huge thing for us so uh, across your journey then what has become more important to you now that um the otherwise might have taken for granted you know as you are growing you're having to change your role from what it may have originally started off at into other things as you you're moving more into running the business rather than than doing yeah that's right and i think i'll it's relative to to the media world, the media industry. One of the things that has become hugely important to me is is values and what my values are and what the company's values are. And this journey began. And whenever you set a company up, I think what you hear about is fantastic stories of friends helping you. And we began with zero resources. And one of the things that I was doing is a website. And initially. Myself and the other lawyers, having no experience of doing anything media-related or marketing-related, built a website. And one of my best friends, is he's a fantastic digital marketing specialist. And this is how ignorant I was as to what you guys do. I said, do you have two minutes to have a look at our website? I thought it would be a quick five-minute discussion and on we go. And he looked at it and he said, do you want my honest opinion? And I said, well, okay, sure. He said, this is the worst website I've ever seen. It's absolutely diabolical. It's written by lawyers, for lawyers. You have stock imagery, and yet you call yourselves innovative lawyers. The whole thing's a real mess. And then he said to me, well, what do you stand for? And at the time, I, I didn't know. He's saying, well, you can't build a website without understanding you and, and what you stand for and what message you want to put to the world. So it it took months, but ultimately... Another fantastic friend of mine, and yours actually, came up with another idea to ask all of the staff what their values were. So we did an exercise within the practice, and what came out, there's a a huge commonality, that caring, being supportive, and believe it or not, a sense of humour was the top three values in the business. And then understanding that led us to prepare the website. Putting our values out there, again driven from a fantastic marketer, led to uh, two incredible partners joining the practice and blessed to have them. One of them was in Africa, sort of on holiday and saw our job advert and read it, read our values and thought I'd have to work for that employment law practice 
and joined us. And, and you know, that, that's happened for the other partner as well. She really liked what we... It resonated a lot with people. And we've attracted a lot of business for that. But we have to live and breathe the valleys every day. So that is something which, out of nowhere, was just become hugely important to me and something I wasn't really aware of when I was just focusing on being a lawyer. Is values first unusual for a legal practice to position itself as? To the best of my knowledge, yes, it is. I think there's a lot of talk within the industry about we're innovative, we're different. But I think the reality is that other practices are very cash-focused, very money-driven, as all businesses are, and they should be for survival. Um, but on the flip side with us, we don't have any financial targets at the moment. Maybe we should, <laughs> I don't know. maybe it's not the best idea not to have any, but if you hire good people, they don't need targets that they're very driven to do well for their clients and not being targeted as such or not having targets means that you don't, you don't stretch yourself to, not that other lawyers do this, but there's no pressure to bill every single month or things like that, or to record every minute of time. And it's a more of a relaxed way of dealing with things, which our clients like. The mission statement of the firm is to be the the best employment practice in the UK to, to work in, not to be the best employment law practice, because there's a couple of large firms out there who um, I, I think I've got that crown, but we don't want to become similar to them. We don't want to be growing for growth's sake. We want to keep the culture within the business very real, very happy, because given the challenges that we face on a daily basis, the staff have incredible stress upon them, but they cope with it very, very well. And we don't want to add to that with financial targets. And I suppose with a 40 days holiday, that would help the, uh, the, the stress management there? It doesn't help my stress management, but it, uh, it helps everybody else's. What else? Any, any other specifically you know, big highlights that you've had? There was one case that we were doing on a, on a pro bono basis uh, for a person who, um, who had t- two disabilities. And it was we were dealing with a very difficult employer. It was exceptionally challenging, very taxing on his mental health and the mental health of his family. And we were uh, literally about to drop the case because all of the tricks that we, that we normally use to, to win cases just were not working. We were dealing with a very difficult employer on this occasion. And... I was about to have the chat with him to say, Look, we can't do this anymore. We've got to the end of the road with it. Um, we're going to have to let the case go. And it was coming up to the end of the training year. And myself and two of the members of the team had to get our professional, whatever they called us, those, I should know this as the managing partner, but I don't. There's um, continuing professional development points. There we go. And so we went to a legal update seminar and on signing in, I noticed that the name of the lawyer or the opposition was was in the crowd. And um, I, I never met this person, but I would recognize, recognize her voice. And then during the seminar, um, she asked a question of the lecturer. And there was 50, 60 people in the room about this particular case that we were working on. And she kind of gave their case strategy away. So Carl, who was with me, said, is, is that? And I'm like, yes, I think it is. He's like, okay, look, write everything down. And it was an absolute gift because we managed the, to then work out what they were up to. And then we translated that into uh, a victory for our client. Amazing. Do they know that they did that? Yes. Wow. <laughs> we let them know about it. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which initially I wanted to... Um, it was profoundly exciting is we've been working on this case for 12 months and 
we really want to do the best for our clients. It's hugely important to us. It's why we get out of bed every morning. And I wanted to, I was so excited about it, just tap that person on the shoulder and say, thanks for that. You'll be hearing for us, um, which is what you see on TV. But the reality is you don't do that. And uh, this wasn't my idea. The team were like, just calm down, let's just do it in a methodical. So we thought about how do we best use this information, came up with an absolute blinder of a letter and sent it. And then that produced the settlement. For people that uh, might be looking to follow your path and starting off on, on their own, on their journeys, what's a key bit of advice and key information would you give them? I think people just have to go for it. And you only get one life, as I mentioned earlier. And our days are limited, they're numbered. You need to wake up every day and be excited for the day ahead, not resenting it. And you, you just have to go for it, make that change and, and just have the confidence that things will work out. I think there's something I've got from being a recipient of coaching is a phrase called leap and the net shall appear. And every time I've gone with that, it's always things always seem to work out. I've not heard the phrase quite that way, but uh, I guess that we had on a previous podcast, Jonathan Durden told me once, just jump out of the plane and you will have invented the parachute by the time that you need it. That's a much cooler way of saying yeah. it. But thanks for at least that from now on. A leap and the net will appear. I'm going to use that as well. Yeah, I think as well, in terms of... If, people are looking to make changes in their lives, then things are never as bad on the other side as, as what you initially fear. And that's what I found as well, is that you can remain stuck and just be quite nervous about making any changes. But when you have the courage to, to break that pattern and to to be quite a bit more bold with, what, with yourself, then things are never as bad. And people... And I'm really guilty for doing this as well. People are very bad at looking after themselves but, and very good at looking after others. And I think you need to work out what motivates you. And it's 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 okay. It, and it's fine to, to follow the, follow what your dreams are. So many people have them and, and don't do anything about it. And that's a, that's a real shame. It's sad. Yeah. I've always liked it when people in media land specifically jump out and do something entirely different because it is them following their dream and doing the right thing for themselves. Indeed it is. And I think if you do the right thing for yourself, then you filled your cup up as such. And then you can help people with the overflow. But you have to look after yourself first. I, I, this sounds very profound. I, I don't do this for myself, by the way. So oh, I'm, I, I, I'm I learning to now. <laughs> I need to follow my own advice, I think. Well, yeah. hopefully you'll listen to this being played back. And I said, that's a wise man. I'm going to do that. I probably won't because it's me. But OK, <laughs> but thank you anyway. <laughs> um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you. I thank you for taking time out and sharing some of your insight. And I, I think it's, I think it's a shame that that we think about law as being less than what it is that you're actually really doing. And, and you are doing the right thing, and you are helping people, and you are stripping out stress out of people's lives. And you know, we thank you for that. I've, I've seen you in action, so I, I know that it's true. So my final question, and it's a big one, is um, August this year, England Wales at Twickenham. How much are we going to beat you by? <laughs> Thanks for that. Minus 54 points. Minus 54 points. Are you a betting man? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too risk averse. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks, Dean. To hear more, subscribe to the show. And why not leave us a nice review while you're there, as it helps others find us. Let's Do the Right Thing was devised and presented by Adam Hopkinson and was a Maple Street Creative production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.